0: people-centric leaders. Thanks for joining us again this week. Today, I have a story about Don and Don is not here to defend himself, but it's a good story. And then I'll lead into what we're talking about today. So a couple of years ago, it's been more than a couple. It's been like 10 now, about 10 years ago, Don and I were working on, well, Don, the team and I were working on a conference thing that we were setting up a booth for. And it was like our first big conference that we were doing. And so we were trying to figure out all of these logistics. It was like a business expo. That's what it was. I think it was a business expo. And we had pulled a team together to work on this expo, get our booth really cool, design all the deliverables, figure out what we were going to talk about while we were there. And while the team was meeting, Don came in from who knows where, from a client or from lunch or whatever. And he walked past the team table. And he was like, "Oh, hey. It's cool that you guys are doing this. I have this TV in my office. You should totally use it." And then he walked away. And all of us sat, like all of us sat there and just sort of stared for a minute because we hadn't planned for a TV. And I know this sounds silly, but the booth didn't have electrical to it. You had to like pay for a booth that had electrical, and so we hadn't paid for that we also didn't have a lot of time left. It was not, you know, weeks, it was days and we hadn't built anything to be put onto a TV screen or digital or anything like that. So we were kind of like, Oh, what do we do with that? We didn't really know how to use this TV. So we all just sort of Scrambled and figured it out. Someone called the venue so that we could move our booth choice to get the electrical. Someone else started writing a PowerPoint to like cycle through on the TV. Someone else had like an interactive uh, module that we could go through on the TV. It was like a whole deal. How do we, like, integrate the TV into all the stuff we'd already planned? And later, we told Don this story, and Don was like, You didn't have to use the TV. Why was that such a struggle? And we were shocked, right? We were shocked because he said, like, you should use the TV. So we have since talked about this. Don is not here to defend himself. But there is a term for what Don did. And the term is called swooping and pooping. Don swooped in and pooped all over what we were doing. And then he swooped right back out.
1: Yeah. The good old swoop and poop. I don't even think it neat. You like
0: everybody knows what that means. I mean, right? you don't even have to define it. Right. It's such a good term. Like when I heard it, I was like, I immediately know seven leaders that do this immediately. know. So yeah, today we're going to talk about the good old swoop and poop. So with us on today's podcast, we have Stephanie
2: Anderson. Stephanie, do you know any leaders that have swooped and pooped? Yes. All of them. And I am also one of them. Sometimes I fear, but yeah, I am the seagull that takes the French fry. And I think other people do that too. And then we just crap over all your stuff in the process. So
0: thank you for admitting that sometimes you do this. When we talked about this topic, I was the first to say, I feel attacked. I do this for sure. So yeah. So I think everybody does it. Even if it's not intentional, we'll talk about that too. And we also have Bethany Taff. Bethany, what do you have to say about the old swoop and poop?
2: Yes,
1: I have seen this in action. And I probably do this like with my kids even a lot, which I feel bad about. (laughs) Yeah. So there's lots of examples. I think we all probably do this in some ways. And we'll talk about the reasons for why we do it. But I think most of the time people have good intentions yeah, maybe, maybe I believe in people and humanity too much, but I think we usually have good intentions behind it and, or we're just really selfish. So I don't know.
0: <laughs> well, let's <laughs> talk a little bit about the intention because I did say Don didn't mean to do that. Don did not mean to swoop and poop, right? Don was just like throwing an idea out there in the moment. He thought it was cool. He was giving us more resources, right? It wasn't intentional. And I will say that most of the time when I swoop and poop, it's not intentional. I don't mean to do it. So what do we think about the unintentional side of that? And how often do you think leaders are unintentionally doing these things?
2: I mean, I would say it uh, again, I am maybe with Bethany where I'm hopeful that most leaders are doing this unintentionally and not as like a power grab. Cause we'll talk about that here in a second. But I think there are people who do it that way. I think we do it unintentionally and don't recognize that sometimes there are consequences to like accidentally swooping and pooping. Right. Like Diana, in the story you were sharing, like the whole team, like all of a sudden then like panicked, freaked out that through everything you were doing off course, everyone felt stress going into that. Like it completely changed everything. And hearing Don like recount the story, he was like, I never said should or have to, I didn't demand that you used the TV. And so I think it's just recognizing that like when we're a leader in an organization, especially if we're directly managing people, like our words have power and like just even suggesting something there's influence mm-hmm. to that. And so I think it's like being really careful as a leader in like, watching yourself. Like, do you do this and do you come in and then drop that and then just walk out and what happens to the team after that?
1: Yeah, that's so true. It's yeah, it's just uh, you don't, I don't think a lot of leaders realize like how influential their voice is. So I think that's a really good point because it's, it's just that like, people are going to listen to you because you are their boss. So If you don't really care and you're just adding something or sharing an idea, just make sure that you sort of state that disclaimer of, hey, this is just an idea. If it totally throws you off, no big deal. Just want you to know this is available as an option.
0: Because I think all of us looked at it as Don, our boss was telling us to use something. I mean, all of us in that moment, how I really wish I, had a recording of it or something to go back and know what he actually said but in all of our minds we were like oh Don wants us to do this thing he didn't have to flex his muscle of authority we all were just sort of like he's our boss he's told us something to do we're gonna go do it so yeah I think it was unintended and also very disruptive
1: yeah. And I think another time, like when I've seen this, I've seen, again, when we're thinking about it, being with good intentions, I've seen people come in and do this because, and probably when I've done it too, we're, some of the examples we were talking about before we got on here is because the leader is not seeing something that they want to see happen. And they're like, I don't know how else to get this across. So I'm going to intervene here not because I'm trying to be a jerk. I just want to like get the team moving in the direction that I want them to move in because I see how it will work together, but then it just sort of deflates the rest of the team. And so like my husband, he, he's taking some other like college classes right now. And this actually happened to him recently where he was, he was in a class and they were supposed to come up with this project idea that the teacher, the professor gave them sort of the guardrails for it and said like, okay, you guys come up with something. So they did. And he was really excited about it and he presented it. He shared the idea like the next time they were in class and the professor's response was, oh, okay. And, <laughs> and he like moved on and
0: sort of that said, feels not good.
1: That feels not good. When people just look at you like, mm, Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. And then, and then sort of said, like, actually, I want you guys to do this project. Here's how, what I want you to do instead. And so then from that point on, my husband felt very deflated and was like, I just don't want to like offer my, my ideas anymore because it didn't feel like he cared or you know, or, and it didn't, and then the project that we were doing didn't feel um, as applicable to our actual jobs and we couldn't actually use it. And so it, 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 he was kind of like, if that's what he wanted, I wish he would have just told us that at the beginning (laughs) instead of giving us this opportunity. And so again, it was like a, I think it was a situation where if, if the leader had an idea or something that he wanted them to, to head towards maybe making that clear earlier on, but in turn, he really, he kind of like, I think he, it was a bad impact on, on the rest of the class. And I think, um, I just think that happens a lot. I've seen that before with um, clients that we worked with too, where it's like, they have a really great leader. They have really good ideas. Um, but then whenever the team shares those ideas with that leader, And then they're just like, eh, I don't really love that. (laughs) And then everyone's like shuts down and doesn't know how to move forward from there and is either like, okay, I'm going to lean a lot on our boss now and say, just tell me what you want me to do, um, which just decreases people's like engagement and empowerment, or they're they're just going to shut down completely and just say like, I'm just not going to bring stuff to you at all. So there's some bad impacts, even if it's unintentional sometimes.
2: Yeah. I was thinking as you were talking, Bethany, of like, even when I do this and like, why, why it feels defeating, you know, I think of like, why does the soup and boot feel so defeating of, you know, I could have seen myself and I've seen other leaders do this too, where it's like, you delegate a task. to to someone on your team or the group. And they're meant to come up with a solution or some idea how they're going to execute something. And then because I'm excited about this project, I will jump into a meeting because I'm like, I want to hear how it's going. This was exciting. And then I get into the meeting and what they're talking about is very unexciting. That makes sense. Like my communication style is white border. And so I love talking about like futuristic big ideas. How would this work? And sometimes I'll get into the meeting and I feel like, oh, like the idea that they're talking about like doesn't feel right to me or it doesn't feel exciting to me for whatever reason. And so my brain goes, well, what if I could help them brainstorm this more? Like, maybe we just need to workshop it. And so I'll start throwing out other ideas. And again, I've had this happen to me before too, where it's like in that moment when the leader comes in and they start throwing out all these other ideas, it just then makes you feel really defeated of like, well, then why did you even give me this project to work on? If you wanted to be the one to actually come up with the solution or come up with all the ideas or create the plan for how we'd execute it and why it feels so bad and crappy, you know, to our swoop and poop analogy is because it makes you feel then that you really weren't trusted to do, to do that. Or that your leader has real big control issues and they can't let go of anything. And then you're like, oh, well, they're really egotistical because they have to be the one who comes up with everything. And again, I think I've experienced that, but I also, that's where I'm like, that's where maybe I swoop and poop because I'm like, I just get excited and I want to feel excited about the work that I'm doing. And I want people like outside of our organization to look at ourselves and be like, oh yeah, like I want to be a part of that. I want to do it and unintentionally probably have crapped on some really good and effective ideas that teams have had just because it wasn't the idea that I personally was like, Ooh, that's shiny. And and I like it. And that's where I'm like a seagull. Cause I'm like, is that something shiny? I should go pick it up.
0: So then, so some of these feel like they might be intentional. Like the leader might intentionally be doing this. Do you feel like there's ever, moments where people where
2: leaders intentionally swoop and poop. I mean, I think this is the dark side of it, right. Of like, (laughs) I don't like to admit it, but I do sometimes think there are leaders who do this to, to show that they are in control or to show a level of like, I guess dominance is the right word over their team. And it's like, I'm, maybe it's an, I'm smarter than you, or I know more than you. I am, I am no, I am in some way better than you in this respect. And for my own ego, I have to say these things in meetings. I have I feel to feel attacked again.
0: I feel attacked. No, I'm, <laughs> yeah. I don't
2: think of you at all. When I
0: think oh, about when you this. like. When you say things like, I, you do that when you're like, I'm smarter than you. I do sometimes do that (laughs) because I'm like, no, I've I've done this 22 times and I need you to hear these things. So I, I feel like there are moments where I have, I don't know that I was labeling it a swoop and poop, but I have intentionally done that, but, but did it in a poor way and probably shouldn't have done that. Right. Like,
2: yeah. Well, and what I'll say too, is like, I think like to make a distinction there between like what you said and did cuz you were like I just wasn't being heard.
0: You know, mm-hmm. is maybe
2: why then you jumped in, which I think is different than a swoop in poop mm-hmm. of like cuz I'm with you too. Like if I'm in a meeting or something and I feel like I am not being heard, sometimes my like command, if you know, like strength finder will bump up and I'll just be like mm-hmm. I am here, gosh darn it, and listen to what I have to say but i think this, where the swoop and poop is different and where it can be a nasty power play sometimes is is because it's the, the i think the the leaving right it's it's you come into these meetings you say those things and then you just leave and then there's not a conversation afterward where we're getting clarity on really Diana what did you mean when you said this like how could we support that you you're not leaving a conversation you're leaving a command mm-hmm. which then i think is the the icky part of yeah. doing this
1: yeah and i and and also i mean to go back to just like when it's intentional i think there's also There's a lot of insecurity. I think when that happens, actually, like it is a power move because the leader is actually probably insecure and is like, I like, like you guys said, like, I need my, um, I need everybody to know that I am really smart. Or if I let my team figure this out, then like, I have to prove that I'm still, you know, valuable as the leader and as the boss. And I want them to want to make sure that they know that, that like, they still need me or that I'm still supposed to be here, even if they can figure out the solution to this problem or get all of this stuff done, which is so backwards because really it's like any great leader wants to make sure that they have a team who can function without them and who can just take things and run with them so that the leader doesn't have to be in the middle of everything. And so I do think that it's it, it stems to an insecurity really.
0: So I think we see what it is. I think we see that a lot of times it's unintentional. There's a few moments where it is intentional. So what do we as employees, how do we handle this when a leader does this? What do we need to do when we feel swooped and pooped on?
2: I think communication is the key here, right? Of like, you actually just have to ask questions and talk about it because even as we're defining it, I think there's even like a, there's probably other reasons why someone would swoop and poop too. You know, like I can think of, um, someone I know who like swoops and poops on their team because like they, they're worried that like stuff just isn't going to get done. And like that, again, to Bethany saying like, that's some of their insecurity of just like, ah, like I have to, I have to jump in. I have to save this project. I have to save, this thing. What if the team doesn't see that they're going down the right path? So again, I think the cure for that is just like communication and asking questions. So you know, going back to our original story, Diana, like what what might have looked different in that scenario if when Don said like, oh, we have this TV and you could use it, and then I would assume you guys still would have been like huddle and be like, oh my gosh, like can't use this TV. There's so much. Maybe someone should go just ask Don. Do we? Does he want us to use the TV? Like, what if we just asked him and if you had gone and been like, Don, are you a hundred percent that we have to use the TV? Because here's all of the stuff that it will change in the work that we have to do. And from his side, I think he probably would have been like, oh, well, I don't, I don't care. It's so funny because
0: while we were talking about this topic, I brought this up with Don and it feel it was so long ago. And I was a new employee And so it feels like if this same exact scenario happened today, I would have just looked at Don and been like, "We didn't get a booth with electrical. We can't use that." And he'd have been like, "Okay, cool. Well, no big deal." Like that would have been it. That would have been the most of the conversation, right? I would have just told him what we were doing because Don does trust his team. Don does think we're all capable and competent, and he didn't have that much opinion about it, right? But. But because we didn't ask, because we didn't say what we were doing, because we didn't think through it and and how to maybe like approach it with him, we just were like, oh crap, we have to figure this out. Let's go do it. Because we didn't have that conversation, it caused a lot of struggle and strife and pain, where we could have very easily, and I think today would have very easily just been like, hey, come back, come back here, don't walk away yet. Do you really want us to use it? Because we didn't get anything that has electrical. So if this is like a, you really want this thing, we can make it happen. But if it's not, we're going to leave it. And he would have just said, like, leave it, you know, Um, or he he was well within his rights to be like, no, I really want this to happen. And we would been like, great, we'll make it happen. So I think I think had we asked more questions, had we shared what was going through our heads, had we shared how much how much strife we would have gone through and stress it was going to cause us. He would not have, he would have reversed course a little bit, you know, but I do think about that all the time. Like what if we had just asked a few more questions?
2: Yeah. Or like, I've thought about a time when I, my leader like swooped and pooped on me and what I wish I would have done in that moment is then gone to this person kind of after that meeting and been like, Hey, you know, can I share with you like the background, the context, like how we got to where we are, because usually teams do really try to think through things. And like when, when we're given projects or even as individuals to work on stuff, like I think genuinely everyone really tries to do a good job. So I think sometimes if a leader sees something off track or they throw something out, it's again, often unintentional. And it's not that they're like, Oh, well you like, sucked at this or you were doing a bad job. They just missed the context of how you got to where you are in that moment. So something that I wish I would have done is just like gone back to that and be like, Hey, can I share with you the process that got us to where, like where we are right now on this project? And could you tell me like, did we miss something that, that maybe would, would make what you shared A better path to go down. Like I really want to learn and and understand. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I like that. That's a very mature answer, right? That's a, that is not what I think most people would, that's not the fallback, right? I think most people would just be, Oh, I'm annoyed that this happened and I can't believe this happened. So is there something that maybe we could do in the moment? Is there, is there a way to handle it in the moment? Is there a way to recognize when it's happening? Or is this all something that you take care of behind the scenes later? Are you saying, is it how do them like leaders recognize it or the like employees? I was thinking employees, like, because you're the one feeling it right. Leaders are going to have to do a lot more to recognize it in themselves. But I think employees, is there a way that in the moment we can redirect or recognize it and challenge it? Or is that just something that's like Probably not a good idea.
2: I mean, I think just maybe if you can in that moment think of a question to ask that's not like, how dare you? Or I don't like that. Or don't tell them they swooped and pooped. Like you're learning some new words here, but like that's probably not the language to use with your leader. So I think like in the moment, if you could ask a clarifying question, like, hey, like could you help me understand that? you know, even, even that, or could you say more? That's, that's kind of my thought.
1: Yeah. I think that's, I think that's good. It probably depends on the situation too. And it depends on your leader's personality and things like that of like, when you feel deflated by your leader coming in and doing this, um, and sort of just yeah, and just leaving. I think it's it's you kind of have to know your leader too. I think there are some situations where it's probably better to go to them afterwards and say, Hey, um, I don't think that you meant this this way, but this is sort of how it impacted the rest of the room. And I don't did you notice like how everybody responded whenever you came in and, and sort of dropped what you were gonna say and then and then headed out because this is, this is sort of what the impact was on the group. Um, And maybe you didn't mean that, but, but I just want, I thought maybe we should talk about it or, and, and just to understand like what you are really looking for or how we should move forward. Because I also don't want to, you know, I think you can be an advocate for your, for the team that's working there to be able to, to just say like, I don't want to lose anybody in terms of like them being engaged on this project or this thing that we're working on. So just help, help me understand what your expectations are and what you're looking for. And I think just reflect back to them. So I think sometimes that's going to work better with, with certain leaders than, than others. And some, like, like we've said, like with Don, he, in most situations, I think we can say like, Hey, can we just ask you some questions before you go?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Don is a very receptive human being. He will absolutely hear and listen, but we know that about our leader and we know we can push back. And I also know there are times where he would prefer it where I just pull him aside and later talk about it, right? Instead of doing it in the group setting. So yeah, you just kind of have to know a little bit. So then my next question is, if you are a leader or even, even someone leading a project and feel the urge to swoop and poop on something. What are some things we can do to avoid that or to change that? You know, I think it's hard when you see something going wrong or you see something that someone's not thinking about. So how is it, how can we prevent the poop?
2: I think when I think about my swoop and poops and like, how could I avoid this mistake? I think instead of like saying just like saying it like well why don't we do this instead like i could probably also ask questions and ask like have we thought about this and and like get more to the the root or the point of like what i'm seeing versus like well what if it was green instead of blue like that's a bad question like instead i could probably ask if I think it should be green and not blue be like, Hey, have we thought about like what this color is going to look like when it's on a t-shirt or at the event or, you know, on the signage. And I know this is like, I'm really, really oversimplifying it, but I think of just like as a leader, like challenge yourself to ask the better question. Don't just come in and be like, guys, I'm looking at this and it should be green. Like, and, and again, ask a better question than just have we thought about why it's not green? You know, cause that feels really condescending and assumes that the team never thought about the color. So like, I think ask a better question, like ask them like, hey, like, have you guys already discussed like the color choice? And again, I know I'm using a really, really oversimplistic example here because your projects are far more complex. Your work is far more complex than a color choice. But I just like, honestly, I'm thinking in my former work, like doing event planning or managing a team of like designers, sometimes it is down to like, I don't like this color. And like, did we think about that?
0: Yeah, I like that. I think I think that it leads to building trust. And I feel like that's something that teams need to be successful. And so asking those good questions, not questions that are like demeaning and demoralizing, right? Like one time someone came to me and was like, just what, what were you thinking? Well, that's not a good question. (laughs) Like the better question is, tell me why you did what you did tell me th- tell me your thought process right instead of what were you thinking tell me your thought process is a much nicer question so i think thinking through that better question bethany what were you going to add
1: yeah it's just the asking for more background or context if you especially if you just don't know how people got there when, or if you're like, why are we trying to solve this problem? I don't see it as a problem or something like that, where you're just, you just try to ask like, okay, so what happened? Like, how did we get here? Share, like, start from the beginning and fill me in with like, with the focus of this, like what started this conversation and how did we get to this point now? And then also, I think it's just like affirming the work that's been done before you got there. <laughs> and that's really really hard when you don't like what you're seeing but i think just like acknowledging that like hey i know like i can see that you have worked really hard on this or like you tried something different um and that's awesome and i think it's okay to even ask like hey do you mind if i give some input here or do you mind if i like offer some feedback in this situation or hey could i help you with this i think is even a better way to like just get permission before you just start dropping in. Now you don't have to do that because you are the boss, but I think it's just a nice way to interact with people is just to say, Hey, could I have permission to sort of enter this space that you've already been in? And I have not been in. And, and again, it's easier said than done, but I think that it's really good to just be able to acknowledge that like, you haven't been a part of it they've put thought and effort and time into this. And now you're just like coming in and would like to help and support them. But yeah, that's what I would say.
0: I love that. That's mitigating that swoop part, right? That's acknowledging that you weren't a part of it. You haven't seen all of it and you were just diving into the middle of it. So that's mitigating some of that. That's recognizing that you are swooping and you haven't been a part of it. And maybe you need to think about not swooping, you know, instead just like land and sit there for a little bit,
2: see what's going on. Mm -hmm. Uh, Stephanie, what were you going to add? Yeah. I was going to say something similar, but I was in a a meeting even recently where someone really accidentally swooped and pooped and they saw it in that moment. And they did just that. They were like, Oh, you guys, you know what? I'm going to throw something out here. And I'm realizing in this moment that like, you may have already talked about this. And so if you've moved past it, like, shoot me down, tell me that, you know, like rec- acknowledging in the moment, like I'm, I am aware I'm about to do this. And so like, you, you can swat away the seagull. Cause you know, like you can, you can shoot me out. Um, and I thought that was a really respectful way of doing it. The other thing that I was thinking, you know, if you're a leader, I think another reason why, um, leaders will do this sometimes is because maybe they do have experience. That maybe the person that they've given this project or work to doesn't. And so they can see why maybe something might not work or have a different idea based on that experience. I think be really careful with your language there because what will not be helpful is to like say, like say that. If that makes sense. Like I've also been in meetings before where all of a sudden somebody who really maybe hasn't been talking much that meeting or hasn't been in all the meetings, you're like, well, you know, I've been in this industry for 30 years and what I know is, or well, I've worked at the company longer than everyone here. And so when I've seen us do this in the past, you know, like if you find yourself getting ready to say that, probably just don't. Cause it's it, it again, that then feels a little bit of like that ego superiority, which I know you don't mean you're trying to express how, you know, something, but instead maybe just like tell, tell the story of how you learned that. And you, maybe you don't need to put like a number to how many more years you are smarter than them, or how many more years of experience you have, because I will say I feel like I, every time I hear somebody do that, then you almost hear somebody else out of the meeting, come out of it and be like, well, Brenda, of course has all of this experience. So don't (laughs) try to tell her what to do.
0: Yeah. I love the idea of like providing the context and saying what you're trying to prevent or trying to show or without, without saying it in a way that's condescending, like, well, You didn't think about this because you weren't here in the flood of 93, right? Like just, you weren't here for that. So you don't know what all we learned. But I do think if you said like, hey, I'm trying to prevent this from happening, which I've seen happen in the past. So did you guys think about that? Like give the context and give the knowledge because people want the knowledge. They just don't want the sass that goes along
2: with the knowledge. So I would agree. Yeah. And I think this is one, especially to watch out for, you know, if you have a lot of like several different generations in your workforce and you are a leader who wants to empower the younger people on your team, like, again, just what Diana said, tell them why you're thinking about it. They want to learn from you. They want to hear your expertise. This is what we're hearing from young leaders across the country. They do want, they want to learn what you've learned. But it's not helpful for them to just like, for you to say like, well, you couldn't understand this because you've only been in this job, you know, a year, or you've only been in this industry a couple years that then feels like a little demeaning and to them versus saying like, Hey, so like, this is the problem that I'm worried about. Here's some instances where I've seen it go this way in the past, maybe, um, and like teach your team. You know, don't just tell them, well, I know this and you don't. So let's move on from it. Like, actually teach them what you know. And I think then you'll find your team will actually learn new things and they'll learn from your experience versus just like telling them you have all the experience.
0: Yeah. Well, is there anything else we should talk about with the swoop and poop? How do we feel about this topic? That's good. I think that's a good conversation.
1: It's just something that's really relevant we all have experienced it. We may have done it. And so in real reality, it's, it's one of those things that we often, I think we just pass over sometimes and then just get really frustrated about it and don't actually deal with it. And so hopefully the conversation was helpful to say, like, you can, you can talk to somebody, you can talk about it. So let's figure out like, what's the most productive way to, to overcome this so that we don't have to just endure the swoop and poops, you know, nobody wants that.
2: <laughs> yeah, I agree. And I would say too, like, if you, um, felt called out by this episode as a leader <laughs> and, and cause I think we all did in some ways talking about this and you, you want to learn how to trust your team more. Um, Because again, I think that probably is the root of a lot of people who maybe accidentally do this or they do it on purpose, but it's because they're like trying to be really responsible um, on their teams. They're trying to be a responsible leader or business owner or CEO. Like just like focus then on that. Like how could you really build in opportunities to create trust with your team? You know, how could you let them fail in safe ways? How could you help them, you know, learn what's in your head and why that couldn't work? Like what we were just talking about of like focus on and think about how you could really build trust with your team. And again, I think a lot of the, the cure to do that is just communication, just like talk about it more, you know, don't create like kingdoms of information in different parts of the organization where these people know, and those people don't, or, you know, or they don't like really, really just lean into empowering your team in that way. And I think you'll find the more conversation that you have and the more you can also ask questions and understand their perspectives, like you will be able to, to trust them more and feel more comfortable with that.
0: Yeah. I also think just identifying a term for this and recognizing it in general, is it's been good for me. I I think I've been looking for it a little more. I think I've been trying to avoid it a little more. And so I think just putting a, a visual to this type of situation is really helpful for people. So I'm glad we talked about this. We are so thankful for all of our audience. So thanks for listening today. And we will hear you next week. Thank you for listening to the People-Centered Podcast. We are so grateful for you joining us every week. If you like this content, please like and subscribe. Also, feel free to share on your social media with everyone that you know. It really does help us. If you would like to contact us, I have put our information in the show notes. Please reach out anytime. We love hearing from you. We will be back next week with a new topic. Until then... Be
2: well and lead well.